Attacks against our Second Amendment are unremitting. A new attack strategy seeks to repeal statewide protections for law-abiding citizens to exercise their Second Amendment rights and focuses on passing more meaningless restrictions at the local level. One of these meaningless and probably harmful gestures just took effect in the city of Alexandria, Virginia this month. After the liberal-controlled state legislature and Democrat governor of Virginia reversed strong firearm preemption laws, the City Council of Alexandria wasted no time to limit citizens' Second Amendment rights in their jurisdiction. They banned guns, ammunition, and its components from city buildings, parks, recreation centers, community centers, and streets and sidewalks near so-called special events. This is a failure of government, a failure of the mainstream media, and a failure of voters. Let me explain why. I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm a liberty-loving, tyranny-hating lawyer based in your nation's capital. My goal is to keep you informed and to be your spokesman in Washington, D.C. Please subscribe below so you don't miss a daily episode, hit the bell, and comment on what topics you would like me to cover next. We had some big Supreme Court decisions released today. I'm going to be following up and informing you on those in later episodes tomorrow and later this week. But today I really want to talk about this Second Amendment issue. I have three reflections to share with you today about the state and local attacks on your Second Amendment. Even if you don't live in Virginia, these types of actions either have come to your states already or it's part of the people who want to attack the Second Amendment. It's part of their strategy to restrict your Second Amendment rights across the country. The first, re- the first reflection that I want to share with you today is that repeal of the statewide firearms preemption laws by the left-controlled Virginia State Legislature and the Virginia governor are a failure of state government. The additional imposition of new gun restrictions on law-abiding citizens by the city of Alexandria, that's a failure of local government. I'm going to link down below to this article by the National Rifle Association entitled Lessons in the Value of Strong State Firearms Preemption Laws. So it used to be previously that states would have preemption laws at the state level that wouldn't let local jurisdictions go too far in limiting the citizens' Second Amendment rights. So let me read to you from this article. Along with the sweeping success of the right to carry movement, strong state firearms preemption laws have been among the most important developments over the past half century in the way average Americans own and use firearms. To open a circa 1970 edition of ATF state laws and published ordinances is to encounter an incomprehensible patchwork of county and city regulations that made it impossible for otherwise law-abiding gun owners to confidently exercise their right to keep and bear arms. Understanding how uniform statewide firearms regulation has benefited gun owners, Gun control activists are doing their very best to undermine existing state firearms preemption laws. 
Gun control backers and local officials have determined that they are able to pass stringent gun controls in politically homogenous local jurisdictions that cannot be enacted at the more ideologically diverse state level. Moreover, there are local anti-gun officials that seek to exploit gaps in state firearms preemption laws to attack Second Amendment rights. The most visible attack on state firearms preemption in 2020 has occurred in Virginia. As a part of a raft of gun control measures pushed by disgraced Governor Ralph Northam, the state enacted HB 421. This legislation weakened the state's firearm preemption statute and Virginians' right to carry by granting local authorities the power to prohibit firearms, ammunition, or components or combination thereof in a host of locations. So we had this action by the liberal-controlled state legislature in Virginia, then the governor signed it into law, and then we see that the more liberal-leaning localities in Virginia are taking up the mantle and running with this. So now, if you are found violating this local jurisdictional law of the city of Alexandria, you could be punished with 12 months in jail or up to a $2,500 fine, and it's a class one misdemeanor. So the NRA article points out that essentially this is an incomprehensible mishmash of uh, patchwork laws across jurisdictions. And the reason we had state preemption, fire and preemption laws, was to try to make it more uniform because law-abiding citizens want to exercise their Second Amendment rights, but they don't want to be unwarily trapped into violating these laws. So essentially what the city of Alexandria is doing is not only is it taking away important Second Amendment rights, but it's also creating a situation where a law-abiding citizen could be entrapped by vague and variable laws. So the mayor of Alexandria says that he's protecting public safety, but he's doing just the opposite. And in fact, when we see what happens in these these zones, uh, because it's supposedly on the sidewalk or the street around a, a special event, how do you know that a special event is going on? And why are you trying to keep away certain citizens from certain events that are happening? So this is a failure of government on the state level, also on the local level, and it's really having the opposite effect of trying to promote public safety. So the second reflection that I want to share with you today on this new ordinance in the city of Alexandria, Virginia, is that the mainstream media's reporting on mass shootings and on on uh, the, the liberal restrictions to push increased gun laws on law-abiding citizens is a failure of the media. So I'm going to link down below to an article entitled, What the Media Miss When Talking About Guns. It's by Representative Richard Black and economist John Lott. So they talk about how this ordinance in Alexandria was justified by the mass shooting that happened in a government building in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And John Lott and Richard Black point out how the media misrepresented the facts around mass shootings general and in general and also the particular facts of this terrible mass shooting in Virginia Beach. 
They make the authors make the point that gun free zones are soft targets. They lack protection from having law abiding citizens being able to protect themselves, particularly those with concealed carry permits, because you don't know which citizens are carrying concealed and they're able to oppose the people who want to do evil. And this results in a lot of harm of innocent citizens. So based on the Virginia Beach shooting, this article by Richard Black and John Lott explains how the building that this Virginia Beach mass shooting took place in, it was a special government building where the public was really not involved. They weren't going to this building. You had to have a special access key to get into it. And the, um, the mass shooter in this Virginia Beach case was able to access the building because he was a government employee and the police had a harder time responding to the shooting because they didn't have access, easy access into the building because it was locked down with the access key. So the mass shooter did not follow the gun-free zone rules of this building. But the article tells a really heartbreaking story about one of the victims of this mass shooter at the Virginia Beach building. I'm going to read from the article. Kate Nixon worked as a compliance manager on the second floor of Operations Building 2 in the Virginia Beach Municipal Center. She was known for always helping others. She was a devoted churchgoer and president of the Pembroke Meadows Civic League. She was also one of the 12 people killed by another municipal employee, Dwayne Craddock. Her murder was a horrible tragedy, and that was the national media's focus. But on May 30th, the evening before this attack, Nixon was worried that Craddock and another co-worker were dangerous. She talked to her husband, Jason, about whether she should hide a pistol in her handbag. Nixon decided not to do so because the city bans public employees from having permitted concealed handguns at work. Now, this is just so illustrative of the point that law-abiding citizens, if they, uh, if they know the rules, they follow these rules, like in the city of Alexandria, and then they become sitting ducks. And not only do they become innocent victims, but they're also unable to protect the other people around them who don't have concealed carry permits or are not familiar with firearms. So concealed carry permit holders benefit everybody around them, and the opposite is true. When you take away their ability to effectively defend themselves, then they become innocent victims and they're unable to prevent mass tragedy. The article goes on to say, mass public shooters want to kill as many people as possible, so they deliberately attack gun-free zones. Since 1950, 98% of mass public shootings in the United States have occurred in places where general citizens can't shoot back. Unlike his law-abiding colleagues, the ban didn't stop the Virginia Beach killer. The third reflection that I want to share with you today is that is anyone else out there noticing the unrest and the violence by the left going on right now? They're trying to achieve their political aims by force and intimidation. Think of Antifa rallies and contrast that with the peaceful and orderly Second Amendment rally that we attended in Richmond, in the capital of Virginia, in January. 
when we went to this rally in January, there were so many people carrying heat uh, of all different sizes and varieties of firearms. And it was a peaceful, a true peaceful protest on the, the Commonwealth's capital. And people were so orderly and so polite. And after the rally, people went around and picked up the trash that had been left by rally goers to make sure that it was left in the same or better state that it was before the peaceful Second Amendment rally. And yet, for some reason, the left and the liberal state legislature and the liberal governor of Virginia are encouraging the political rallies of the left, which result in tearing down statues, which result in violence, which result in intimidation. We saw last week a Missouri couple who I think they're even liberal Democrats. I'm not sure of their political beliefs. It's been bantered back and forth what their political beliefs are. But they were in their home when a mob came for the purpose of intimidating them. And they were able to go out with a scary looking gun, a rifle, and with a pistol and fend off a mob to make sure that they were not victims. And I think it is just one of these very important things to drive home to people. The Second Amendment right for an individual to keep and bear arms was a hard earned right. And it's something that should not be abandoned easily. And in these times of unrest, we should protect it even more preciously. So the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, stands down on unremitting attacks against our Second Amendment, declining to hear many cases on laws like this one in the city of Alexandria, Virginia. These laws are a failure of government and of our mainstream media. They are meaningless gestures at best, and they're very harmful laws at worst. They should be rejected, especially in times of mobs and violence. We, the people, have a right to keep our families safe. And when the loudest public chant right now is defund the police, who is going to protect us? If you live in the city of Alexandria, Virginia, let your council members know that you do not support this harmful legislation and it should be repealed. If you live in the Commonwealth of Virginia, let your governor and state representatives know that you want a return to the state firearms preemption laws that protect law-abiding citizens like you. If you live in a different state, see if your state is trying to use the same attracts attack strategy to weaken your Second Amendment rights and let me know in the comments below. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please subscribe below so you don't miss a daily episode. Hit the bell and comment down below if you have any information of what's going on in your jurisdiction in regard to your Second Amendment rights. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also, follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.